On today's episode of Ordinary to Extraordinary, Ben asks a philosophical question. Ben asks a philosophical question. I did. I posed the topic a while ago. Stephen picked it today. Are you where you're supposed to be in life, and why not, if not? Why would you say why not, if not? Why is it not, and if not, why not? I don't know, but that's just how it came out. It comes out goofy. You speak I know. weird. that's funny anyway we had a good Mm. discussion on it Um, I thought we might disagree on some of these things but I think for the most part we were pretty much in concurrence yeah for the most part yeah it was literally just the topic that I created that you disagreed with initially yeah we might be uh, two for two here in the last two weeks that we didn't disagree we got it all out on intellectual honesty yeah (laughs) you said that in the intro last week as well yeah well so it was a good one. Are you where you're supposed to be in life? And if not, why not? I'll say it the right way around. And if not, why not? Here we go. Boom. Here. <laughs> Look how pokey it is. Like, there's no hair. Like, we're not talking about anything bad here. I sent all of my pokey. For you people who just jumped in, I had to press record because Ben's telling me that oh my God. he singed his right arm hair off. And it, like, you pull it away and it's like all curly, you know? It's like what's left of it. And it looks like I shaved my arm right here because it freaking burnt. Luckily, I didn't actually get an actual burn, but I mean, look that's, at the difference right that's there. That's the most white trash thing I've ever Look heard. at that. Ben was fucking about with fire and fuel and singed his arm hair off. <laughs> in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Well, while we were going to eat beef with a beer with a with a gin in my hand actually i am going to press pause for 30 seconds and run and grab something to drink because i've had a scratchy throat all right that only seems like two seconds to you guys but it took me about 45 seconds to walk there and back with aqua the water yep it is a beautiful sunshiny day in spokane washington supposed to be 102 next sunday did you see that i saw that lauren and i weren't going to go to the lake and then her parents are going to be out of town, and we've got a thing in town on Saturday, and we're like, you know what? I think we're going to go to the lake Saturday evening. You think? 102 <laughs> degrees? Yeah, if it, we saw that 102 on Sunday. It's like, I'd much rather be under an umbrella sitting by the lake than in town at the house. So. Or in the lake. Oh, both. It'll be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got children. So one he's got to watch the kid, the other one's going to go float probably. You're chilling. So we'll just be at the lake chilling because it's summertime yeah. in the 509. Yep. So but you guys decided to join us for another episode of Ordinary Day Extraordinary, and Ben's going to frame it for us. Uh, sure. The best that I can remember from when I added this topic to our topic list, you know, mm-hmm. three to four months ago. Yeah. But the idea is uh, a discussion around, are you where you're supposed to be in life, and why not, if not, right? Because a lot of people are like, no, I, th- you know, you might hit a spot where you feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be, or there might be other periods of time where you've... Uh, you know, might have a feeling like maybe this isn't for me and digging into that a little bit deeper and determining maybe if it's just about where you're just in hit a rough spot or you're just kind of wondering if this is right or not right and you've determined that it is or maybe it's a whole new direction that you go and I think a lot of this when this came about was when I had people and clients and friends and like making big life changes because of covid right so there was some people that you know determined they were getting divorced because of covid there were some people that were moving because they realized that they no longer are tied to a geographic location with their work i mean you (laughs) being what i mean somebody who's talked about it at least so far you know like 
So and I'm not necessarily just ar- from a job standpoint talking about are you where you're supposed to be, but yeah, I mean it could be a lot of different things. So it's kind of an interesting topic when we were going through today. Stephen is the one that actually picked it. So I'm going to ask you something. Okay. Why did you Why did you pick my topic off of our list today? Because the rest of them sucked. <laughs> well, the rest of them were yours. <laughs> no. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure all the ones left are yours. Um, and I'm being a smart ass mm. and facetious. Um, no, I picked it because it appealed to me. Because I think it's something that we often ask ourselves. Are we where we're supposed to be? Are we where we should be? Are we doing all we can to better ourselves, grow, develop? There's all those green words again. Yeah. Um, but I will say this from a philosophical standpoint. And this is kind of touchy-feely, kind of... I believe everybody's where they're supposed to be. <laughs> you and are you trying to steal my shit? I haven't seen what you've written down there. I I'm haven't written saying. down anything, but it's it written in my mind. I definitely think everybody's where they're supposed to be, and I think everybody's where they are based on a few factors, but decisions being the primary factor. There's multiple ways that people can look at where they are and decide whether they improve it or not, right? So... So actually, yeah. I, now I'm even thinking if I agree with my statement that I said. I said I was going to agree with you, but it's like, I think, as I think about this more and I pack it more in my head, right? It's like, are you where you're supposed to be? It's like, and it might be the answer is yes for a period of time, but I think sometimes that period of time comes to an end and people are too scared to make the leap to do something else to get to where they're actually supposed to be now, right? Where you're supposed to be doesn't mean that's where you're going to be throughout the entirety of your life. So to your point, like, are you where you're supposed to be in life? It's like, well, no, not necessarily. I mean, if you are struggling with addiction, that's not where you're supposed to be. So those are the, you've made decisions and you've had things happen to you in life that have led you to that direction, but that's not where you're supposed to be. I think you're you're getting confused here and I'll tell you why, or at least you're, you're not looking at it the same way I am. So, again, I give you a philosophical answer. I didn't say people aren't physically where they should be or where they shouldn't be. Um, So from a philosophical standpoint, every situation, every environment you put yourself in, every day, every week, every month, and you have the opportunity to make yourself better, grow, or change, right? For better or for worse. Even if you're a drug addict, even if you have emotional issues or interpersonal issues or you're in a, just in a shitty situation wherever, right? You're where you're supposed to be at that time because you'll either learn from it or you won't. And if you don't, essentially it's going to end you. And if you do, you're going to grow from it, See, right? I, yeah, because I wouldn't say that's where you're supposed to be. I'd say that's where you are. But of course it's where you're supposed to be. Because every, I, I, I'm a better person now and a bigger person now and a more well-rounded person now because of the bad situations I've been in in the past. Not necessarily, I'm not saying the good situations haven't shaped me somewhat as well, but the bad situations I've learned way more from, you know? I've nearly died a bunch of times. I've learned from those things. I don't put myself in the same situations. Don't die. Um... You know, and I'm sorry, I don't think my mum listens to this. I still don't think she's figured out how, but hopefully none of my brothers <laughs> tell her that Stephen's nearly died later. a bunch of times. She knows about some of them. But no, and I've been in terrible working situations. I've been in terrible relationships. I've been shit on, you know, and I'm not looking for any kind of sympathy. Like I said, for me, all of those things happened to guide me in a different direction. And 
to me, the only time you're in the truly right place is the day you die. The moment you die, because there really isn't anything else you can do or anywhere else you can be. No, and to that point, like the idea of, of being where you're supposed to be is is going to be an ever-moving target, I think. Because that's why I said it's based on a period in time. Like if you look at a snapshot at a period of time, you said like, am I where I'm supposed to be or, or was I where I'm supposed to be? And I, I mean, I don't think anybody can answer that question except for yourself, really. Like your own introspective. Like I, we can say somebody's where they are or aren't supposed to be. But really, I mean, it's up. I would say it's up to you to determine if you're where you're supposed to be. And I'm going to judge it. I mean, we're looking at it a little differently. When I wrote the topic down, it was more of the are you where you're supposed to be from a like, are you where you really want to be perspective, Mm -hmm. not the world happening upon you. You are where you're supposed to be type perspective. So think about think about how unhealthy of a mind space that is to be, though, right? And from from two perspectives. Perspective one, you're either letting yourself down. Which one? Right? What? So pr- perspective one is, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I where I thought I was going to be at this particular time in my life, right? Not necessarily that. Let uh, me finish. So okay. perspective one, you're letting yourself down. You're going to go, well, by 25, I wanted to be married. By 27, I wanted my first kid. By 30, I wanted to make my first million. By 35, I wanted to be x amount of wealth plus this and that and living here and if you were always on this the time frame that you laid out when you were five years old and to me life's freaking worthless like the, the 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 journey's more fun right so there's perspective one you're letting yourself down because you decided as a kid you were going to be here and there and this and that and well if you've already laid it out and that's exactly how it happens that for me that's an unfulfilled life right because i'll tell you now at 17, I didn't think I was going to be living in America when I was double that age. In fact, I was a homebody. Well, nobody, I think, is their 17-year-old yeah. goal. And then the, the the perspective, too, is someone else has laid it out for you. Someone else has those expectations of you. And you're always going to feel like you let the, the, those people down. And my, my response to that is no one has the right to set expectations for you or of you. You set the expectations of yourself and you set your own trajectory. And I'm not saying that people can't lend their trust to you or lend their There's their not support. work-related goals or bosses. What I'm They're saying send is stuff for you. that those people, even if you don't return on all the promise, have zero right whatsoever to criticize or hold a grudge. or They should just write it off as, okay, lesson learned. Now the next person I invest in, I'm going to make sure that they don't have these tendencies and learn from what you did. So perspective one is you're letting yourself down. Perspective two, you're letting someone else down. And that's a terrible headspace for me if you look at yourself and go, well, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Well, I mean, it depends on, I think, how you look at it and how you take it in. Because you could look at it and say, I'm not where I'm supposed to be and let that break you down you know like you said it's terrible headspace for you to be in but for some people they're motivated by that it's like oh i gotta get my butt in gear and i gotta actually do something with the next year or two to actually put myself in a position to start to reap some of the rewards that i actually wanted and if we're talking about it it could be it doesn't need to be from a job related standpoint or a monetary related standpoint or a material possession standpoint it could be i want to be married if i want to be married I shouldn't stay at the bars until 2 a.m. every night. I need to start living a lifestyle that aligns with 
someone who's going to be an attractive mate, if you will. We'll use mate. <laughs> Stephen's rolling his eyes already at me. But Why it's like, you, always you do the PC? things that align. You Just piss somebody off already. Oh, well, I can do that. I do that every day, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> it doesn't... <coughs> Doesn't, I don't need to do a podcast to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and if you're not doing the things that align with it, then what are you doing? Like, you don't obviously actually, you're, you're not doing the things to align with what you want or where you think you should be. So I think there's two different questions here. And let's one's sociopath. One of them, yeah. No. So question one is the question we, we framed this as, am I where I'm supposed to be? And what I framed as that being a negative question headspace I stand by it right and I stand by it because to me that's a different question from where do I want to be a year from now where do I want to be six months from now right so I think what you described is two different mindsets the first mindset is am I where I'm supposed to be we've talked about comparison being the thief of joy so you're comparing Mm -hmm. to your own expectations or someone else's expectations that's negative You've reframed the question a little bit if you ask yourself, where do I want to be a year from now? Where do I want to be? Well, the question was actually, are you where you're supposed to be in life and why not if not? Yeah. And if not, why not, right? Um, But so. And if not, meaning you could be. But do you get where I'm going with that to where I'm saying the second question allows for a growth mindset to kick in and be like, okay, yeah, I hate this job. I don't like my friend group. Fuck, I don't like winter. Why am I living in Chicago? right or Spokane yeah I can make a bunch of changes here I can use what I'm doing now as a means to an end until such time as I make it possible for myself to extricate myself from job peer group location whatever it is right so like I said same question but you're just reframing it a little bit where do I want to be in six months a year five years ten years versus I'm aware I'm supposed to be because nobody knows where they're supposed to be. No, and that's what I was going to say to my point of time. Like the reason why I said the time idea, like are you where you're supposed to be? It's like maybe for that period of time is because you never know what the future holds. And what I was also going to say to that was you got to be open to change that you might not have expected, right? We might have these arbitrary goals and timelines and expectations as to where we think we should be at certain points. And again, be it materially or relationally or whatever, but life happens <laughs> it's like we don't necessarily get to control our trajectory to the fullest degree so it's like we have to be open to new opportunities and experience new things in life that are going to totally change to your example Stephen, living in scotland at 17 not never knowing you were going to live in the u.s probably thinking you were going to coach soccer and now working in like payment processing like a very different reality that you're living than the one that you probably had mapped out for you at 17 Mm -hmm. snapshot in time when we look at age 17 but the same thing is going to happen for those that are 20 years old in college graduating i mean think about how many times you change your major in school like you change your major most people two or three times when they're in school none yeah, because you're a weird kid. So I think it's just different in the UK. You have to, you guys get declare. to do two years before you declare. Yeah, we de- we have to pick something early on. So yeah, in the US, most people change their major a couple times, right? They don't just come in and say, "I am X." Mm-hmm. Like usually, they change to marketing to. Or if you're like me, you change marketing to finance to accounting. You're all over the place. At one point, I wanted to be an architect, and I can't friggin' draw the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's like we have these ideas and expectations yeah. of ourselves, but then we allow ourselves to be open enough to see what might actually happen and what could be a different path. Yeah, my memory was just jogged by something that you asked me. I don't know. We've done this for a long time. Did you see that little collage thing that the iPhone made for me today? That I posted oh, on yeah, Instagram I did. and I yeah. sent you. I liked it on Instagram. Yeah, that was cool. It was like, oh, God, there's a little two-and-a-half-year snapshot. O2E um, Live. It was pretty cool. Um, no, so you asked me, and I came from nowhere, and it was a f- it was from left field. Like, what are you looking for in a relationship? Like, what are you looking for in a partner? And I remember your surprise. <laughs> this was a while ago. Yeah, but I remember your surprise, and I was like, I don't have a fucking clue. Like, I genuinely like don't think i can answer that like i can tell you things i like i can tell you things i don't like but i can also find a hundred girls that look completely different that i find really attractive and you know people that do different things people that live different lifestyles that i like yeah but then when i compare that to you like i feel like you had lauren picked out at 12 years old and not that that's a bad thing yeah and it didn't have to be Lauren, but it was these certain characteristics, this, and I've just never been there. It's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to verbalize it. I'm just like, surprise me. And I'm the same sometimes when I order food, you know, it's like, well, what do you like? You recommend that? Bring it on out and play it. I'll try it. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of the question the overarching question here is are you where you're supposed to be it's like yeah, only only one person knows that and he's not at this yeah. point right um, <laughs> I guess I'll find out at some point but it's not going to be today yeah and you might think you're where you're supposed to be but is it where you're truly supposed to be right the fun part about this too is like you're I, I, I'm a little selective in this too because it's like I love going to a restaurant and then ordering like a trust drink like bartender's choice or going and saying, hey, you know, chef, surprise me. Like, that type of stuff is actually really fun to me, and, like, Lauren and I both love it. But when it comes to certain things in life, I, I very much want them a certain way, and I have an expectation as to how it should be done. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a character trait of yours. I, I remember when, when we go traveling to play golf with Patrick and uh, Travis, like, days before, you're like, well, what time are we meeting at on Friday? Fuck, we know when we tee off. Like, we're guys. Can we just agree we're all going to show up and play and you're like i know we're like we all have to leave we all have to leave our houses and get to a common location (laughs) at a certain time but it's just like often when you ask the questions we're still like three four days out sometimes weeks or months out and i'm like "Ah, fuck i don't know what i'm doing tomorrow dude like stop trying to make plans for me like i know what i'm doing within work but this is that's what next time i'm just gonna be like we're leaving at this time here we go because you ask and then the rest of us are just like well, i don't, I don't know, know. Like, how do i plan what do i do we're going to Palouse ridge like patrick's lives the closest let's meet at his house yeah it's like why are you complicating this like why do we have to have plans for when we eat dinner and how we eat dinner and where we stop for lunch and like you, you're definitely and then on the way back like that we didn't get to eat lunch did we that was <laughs> because guess what we're, we're, we're going back Why, to that because time. we didn't plan we're going back to that time we <laughs> talked it wasn't because we didn't plan it's because wineries don't do dinner <laughs> Lunch. stupid places like try all these 18 different kinds of wine but oh no we can give you cheese and crackers that's it why <laughs> don't you have a kitchen you dumb asses <laughs> <laughs> still sensitive about that I'm still we talked about this before no but see we weren't where we were supposed to be at the yeah, right period of time to be able to eat lunch <laughs> shut up 
you're, you're definitely more of a planner than me in, yeah. in, in, in every facet, you know? I mean, it's what you do for a living. You plan yeah, other go, people's lives out. Yeah, go figure. Lives out. Yeah, go figure. Um, financially, at least. But no, it's the same. Like, I remember when we were going to Vegas and you were like, well, what will we do this night? And, and I'm like, well, I'm the only thing I know is that are set in stone is I wake up in the morning and go to the gym. As long as you have clothes on when I get back to the room, from the gym I'll be a happy boy and we can do whatever <laughs> and we just went exploring and we had a ton of fun right yeah, yeah by times. not having it all planned out well it's not like I l- it depends on how long the trip is right and if there's certain things that I want to see I'm definitely going to plan it out because it's like I I will build in time that's like free time like go Rome do whatever the heck you want to do or just like I don't know where we're going to eat we'll just go like when we went to Catalina last weekend I mean we didn't know where we were going to eat it on Friday night or Saturday night, like, and we go and we talk with the locals and say, where should we eat tonight type thing? And they tell you to go to this little podunk place in the back and it has the best freaking swordfish I've ever had in my life. And you have a great time. I actually don't know if I've ever eaten swordfish. We had a macadamia nut encrusted swordfish with a thing called Rosie's sauce with like a local place down the road there on top of, oh, oh my gosh. So it was delightful. It was so good. So good. And I'm not a seafood guy. And then we had bacon wrapped scallops. That's always good. Yeah. Oh, delicious. Delicious. So, totally off topic now, but Stephen and I could talk about food a lot because we both like food. Go figure. Um, Calling me fat? Yes. And <laughs> that video, you look at the progression, by the <laughs> way, of, of Idol Watch, like, oh, skinny, skinny. Like, we were kind of fat, went skinnier, went skinny, 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 getting bigger again. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Stupid O2E video. I did make a commitment this morning. Like but but no, I think there's a time and a place for planning. There's a time and a place for freedom. But when I have two to three days, you know, to just, uh, you know, of freedom, of time to control that's my own, like I'm going to some degree at least plan it out with the things that I know are going to give me the best ROI on happiness because I don't want to spend my time when I'm there trying to think about what to do. I want to spend it doing. Does that make sense? No, I get that. And there's always things, like, if we're going to talk about vacation, and there's always things I have on the itinerary where I'm like, well, I have all day that day, so on that day I'd like to do A, B, and C on any, in any order. Like, yeah. You know. And, and that's how I plan my vacations, too. Yeah. So that we actually plan them the same way. Because I'm not, like, yeah. unless you got to make a reservation for it, then obviously there's a reservation. So how do you... Let me let me think on how to frame this. So for me, there's a lot of feeling in this, right? And that some places just feel like home. Some places feel right. Yeah, you've gone enough, maybe. And, and other times, you're you're in a situation where you can be on your way somewhere, or someone could throw an option at you, like, no, I just know that's not right. Yeah. Right. So you're like, mm, I'm out. Or sometimes you get coerced into it, and you're right, or sometimes you get coerced into it and you're wrong, right? Um, but there's a lot of feeling in this and that it's always going to be like, this feels right, this feels wrong, this feels like, yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be, yeah, maybe maybe I need to start evaluating some things like a lifestyle change or like we talked about already, a location or a, a job or whatever. So to you, what what is that feeling like? Is, is Spokane that feeling? Is Lauren, obviously Lauren's that feeling, you know, is 10 Capital that feeling? Like, how you, often do you evaluate? Like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Uh, well, for me, it's just a general, like, uh, I mean, I, I, 
how do I evaluate? Like, give it a report card? Like, how often? Like, you, you wrote this topic down. Yeah. Right? Months ago. It's something that was obviously either pertinent at the time or is always pertinent. So yeah. the genesis of it is what I'm asking. Like, is this something that you ask yourself? And I know you do self-evaluate a little harsher than most. Yeah. So is this something that you say so you're, you're asked the planner self You were having an existential <laughs> moment, like a crisis? No, or? not really. No, no. I, I mean, I've been really good on in that regard for a couple of years, it seems like. Um, but I'm always thinking about moves. That makes sense. And not like leaving 10 capital, but like even like business moves, uh, maybe living abroad for a period of time moves, maybe living in another state for a couple of months moves, maybe like all of the, like Laura and I have talked about all of those topics and all those types of things. So we're always talking about like, you know, buy, buying a business, starting a business, her quitting her job, her doing something else. Like, so with, these are all topics that we discuss in a plan around to some degree. So like, those are all things that we want to do someday when we do them. I don't know. But all things that we're going to try and do at some point in time. So that's what it kind of, like COVID allowed for some of that th- thinking, you know, or in our case was the catalyst for some of that thinking because it's always a topic. Like I remember once when Lauren and I were first dating, we're driving around the lake road. And I was like, if you could do anything and money wasn't enough, like what would you do? Like you had to make a living. You still had to work, you know, but like you could maintain your lifestyle you currently have and have it taken care of and just do whatever you wanted to do. Like what would you do? And uh, so we, we we play these types of games, right? And in some degree, that plants a seed of of this is what I really want to do. Because what is your answer when somebody asks that question? Are you asking me? No, I still not, I want wasn't, to be a professional athlete. Then we go back to our discussion from prior conversation about the reality of your goals. <laughs> 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 yeah, is the outcome likely? Yeah. No. Um, no. So what was our dream job? What did she say? Do you remember? Uh, so Lauren is one of those people who's always kind of happy just wherever she is. Right? Like, she's always like, well, dental hygiene's a good job. Like, I could I could do dental hygiene. Like, <laughs> just like, well, that's, that's cool. <laughs> but then it's like, well, what if we opened uh, a business and you were running a company and you, she has like you know she likes sewing and crafts and stuff like and you ran a craft store or what if we were do, like whatever what if we had a lake Better resort earn a bit more money if she wants to open a craft store some of those make money buddy yeah the online ones <laughs> well it doesn't mean it wouldn't be <laughs> I mean so there's a lot of things that you know you could you could ask yourself questions and it's and it's what are the, what's your answer to those questions when they come out it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's like, am I content with where I am, right? And, you know, I've said it before. Like, my line is to always be happily discontent, which seems like a funny thing to say, right? But it's like, I think you always have to be happy. And, and what I'm learning is with that statement and what that really means is you always have to enjoy the journey, but you can be striving to be better, right? It's like, and, and when, when I came up with that line, you got to be happily discontent, was like, you can't you be. You didn't come up with that. You stole that. 
I didn't. If I did, then somebody else came up with it too. Because I always, I don't know where I got it from, but I, I've been saying it forever, so it's my line. So <laughs> you got to be happy. I'm just going to plagiarize it over and over again yeah. until it's mine. If somebody can show me a line that somebody else came up with it, then I'll, then I'll believe you. And when it's copyrighted with a date earlier than the date at which I came up with it, then we're good. What date did you come up with it? 1994. <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> you were like two years old. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was August 23rd of 97 so <laughs> I don't know either there's a happily discontent podcast yeah well I was around definitely before that podcast and saying it before that podcast obviously but the idea just being like happy with the journey but discontent with where you are meaning you want to strive to be better at whatever it is that you're doing right which is kind of like that micro growth that simon Sinek talks about right like micro mm-hmm. habits micro growth whatever it is i think the same idea applies so but i mean i always ask am i where i supposed to be because i also i've i've talked about this with like olin too it's like i am i want to be the person who like just really enjoys my day like and I know it's hard to go to work and say every day is just like going to be a blast, right? But it's like I want to enjoy 80% of it. I want the 80-20 rule to apply, right? And there's going to be periods of life where it might be a 50-50, <laughs> you know? And that's fine if you realize that that's what's setting up the future. They're setting it up for the 90-10 or the 80-20, right? Then so be it. Yeah, I like that. I'm actually really focused on the happily discontent part because <laughs> I think for everybody, not not to try and prove you wrong, I was just being funny with that. Um, no, the the concept in general I really like because I think it can mean something different to everybody. So happily discontent can mean that you look at a process and you go, that could be better. I can help make that better. Mm-hmm. So I'm discontent with that, but I'm happy that I can help. Yeah. Or, you know, you're happily discontent with your relationship and not because you don't love them not because things aren't great but because you're like well I know there's things I can improve on and if I'm communicative I know there's things that that person can improve on as well so happily discontent has so many different connotations and honestly I really like it I'm kind of sad that there's already a podcast called happily discontent and I want to dive into what their concept of happily discontent is Mm -hmm. Um, but to me it's it's similar to what you said I think I would go at it from the the perspective that I'm never happy with I've never arrived right I think I've said that to you before even when I'm really doing great I'm not arrived I still want to learn I'm listening to a book just now that I absolutely love yeah that's the discontented portion you know it's like I'm always asking questions and seeking clarity and knowledge and understanding if you like Mm mm-hmm um, and it's the reason that back before the internet, teachers hated me because I asked questions they never had the answers to in the textbooks. Like, no, I want to know more. Like, why? How? <laughs> Don't just tell me that's what they do. Tell me why they do it like that. No, that that happily discontent has got me. <laughs> now you're pondering. Thinking all philosophically. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting over here pondering. <laughs> pondering, Stephen. Pondering, Stephen. I like Don't the concept, know. though. I like the. But. Uh, so uh, as far as the topic itself and where it came from, it's just one of those things that I'm always thinking too, and my brain doesn't stop. 
I, I figured out, which is why I have a hard time sleeping at night sometimes, because I'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about something or an idea or some direction that I should go. But in the happy part, I, I think is something that I probably, you know, was less focused on than I am now, mm-hmm. right? Like I was very focused on getting to a particular point, and uh, now I'm focused more on like, you know what? Like, I think I've I've reached that point. For the most part, or I'm very much in line with where the direction I want to go. So, I just want to be happy and have fun. I like that, and I like it for a lot of reasons. Um, but the main reason is, I think, so two and a half years even since we started doing this, and the growth in you from a personal perspective has been huge. But one one part that I've really seen grow in you the last five years is you're so much. L- I don't want this to sound like you weren't a good person before, but you were so focused on money and so focused on, you know, net worth. And and that was what I used to think of when you would ask, if you'd asked me five years ago, am I where I'm supposed to be? I think the first thought in your mind is, well, I'm not worth this and I don't have this and I want that car and that car. And, you know, and I think I've watched you develop much more of a, a broader understanding and, and, peace with well no I don't have that but I also know what I would have to sacrifice to have that yeah there's a whole different cost to mm-hmm. it yeah. and you know with a wife and two kids and other interests you realize that maybe the path you laid out as a younger guy you're like well yeah I could have been the wolf of Wall Street but first off he wasn't a good dude and second yeah. look at what he did to himself in the in the process of getting there you know whether it was not sleeping and and all the rest that comes with it and having to sacrifice relationships because you were so focused on one part of your life which is your career right Mm -hmm. so like i said i've seen massive growth in you in that regard that Mm -hmm. i don't think money is as big a driving force for you anymore as as peace is as peace peace of mind no and like I think it's, some of it comes because you start to make more money. There, it, it's a two, it's a two double edged thing, right? It's like when when you're worried about, you know, like oh man, I'm trying to save, you know, buy a house, build your little mini empire, and like provide for kids and and do all the things that you're supposed to do on a lower, f- more fixed income budget, and then your income goes up. <laughs> okay, well, those costs didn't necessarily all go up like the income did so it's like you have more you have more room to play so you've got my pondering mind wondering now so i'm aware i'm supposed to be right now i'd i'd argue that a lot of people that have a ton of money need to be broke for a bit and a ton of people that are broke need to come into a bit of money because they say money can buy happiness right but it can certainly buy you time and some grace. Oh, I would say it buys you options. And options, yeah. Yeah. So Money doesn't buy you happiness, but it buys you options. But we also know a lot of people. So this is where the mindset and the learning and the personal growth part comes in, right? When people build wealth over a long period of time, like to your point, they start off a little tight and have to grow into the... Mm-hmm. It takes years and years point. and years to do. They're usually much better with money than people that are handed it or people that win it, right? Totally. I mean, there's there's entire friggin' you could write compendiums of books about um, well, lottery we, winners. We could call it earned versus given. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's earned, essentially people manage it better, right? For the most part. 
versus to your point when it's given it tends to it tends to be they tend to be wasteful with it mm. um, but I think the perspective that could be lent to some people by showing hey look on the other side yeah you're broke but you've got a loving wife great kids and yeah you struggle to make your payments every month but every time you do don't you get an enormous enormous sense of well-being from it yeah as you're growing in other places and maybe opening up options down the line and the flip side being that hey don't you think it would be good for you to struggle a little bit suffer and experience what it's like to not have a trust fund or not know where the next the next meal's coming from and i wouldn't wish that on anybody but i'm telling you like i said the bad experiences in my life have definitely shaped much more of my psyche and much more of my mindset well it's that balance than the good yeah it's just that balance right i mean if you live a life without any type of balance then you're going to fall one way and it's usually not a good way (laughs) it's i mean the same is true of the political right if you live your life in the far right you're going to fall far right and it's not going to be in a positive spot far left you're going to fall far left and it's not going to be in a positive thought and you're going to be divisive and the same is true of uh, money do you think any politicians ever ask themselves am I supposed to be doing this am I where I'm supposed to be I think probably a lot of them do but then there's their ego too I think they ask themselves am I supposed to be here from an egotistical standpoint though, like, like you said and I don't know that any of them evaluate I'm not shouldn't say any of them. I don't think most of them evaluate from the perspective of how much good can I actually do versus how much am I just playing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people go in kind of green and ready to. Maybe their ideology is great at the start, but once they realise they've got to play the game and they play the game and they benefit from it, they realise, oh, if I play the game, I can get ahead faster, and they kind of lose the ideology that they came in with. Yeah, in the form of a public servant. So. <laughs> I want to come back to the two questions. So I think the better question is always going to be, where do I want to be a week, a month, a year, five years, ten years from now, as opposed to am I where I'm supposed to be? Because I just don't think anybody knows where they're supposed to be, and I don't think anybody should tell you where you're supposed to well, be. Well, those things, two, two questions align, though. Mm-hmm. Because here are the things that I want in five years, one year, six, or five months, or six months. God, I can't speak. Arbitrary timelines. Here's the things. <laughs> here's the things that I want within those arbitrary timelines. And am I where I'm supposed to? Be? Am I where I am supposed to be? Given that I want X, Y, and Z, is what I would say. And then mesh those together, right? And because that's what I do from an introspective, like when I'm when I'm when, am I where I'm supposed to? Am I where I'm supposed to be to get the outcome that I want, right? Mm-hmm. And that is both from a you know family relational uh work toys you know standpoint it's it's not just like because all of those are tied together in some way too is so we talk about it in the market so we talk about this table i'm using my hands they're flat right now we talk about something called the live method methodology you have liquidity you got investment income you have the volatility and then you have expected return think of this as a this table balanced on a triangle and you have a certain amount of chips that you get to place right and so you get to choose do you want liquidity do you want investment income like dividends do you want the volatility reduction or do you want the expected highest total return you can't have them all 
Yeah, I can. No, you can't place it in the center that's because... What we, that's what we call diversification. That's not how it works. <laughs> Guess what diversification is? <laughs> you diversify. You might diversify heavy into equities, have higher expected return, but also higher volatility, which means less liquidity and less income. So it's a table. So life really is like on a table where you have a certain amount of chips you get to play. And you can't place all the chips. You might be able to place them evenly and everything, but that just means you're giving up some of the chips from the expected return column to have them in the liquidity column. And the same is true of, of life with work relationships and uh, money and, I mean, pick your, pick your hobby, whatever. It's like you have a certain amount of chips that you can play, and you're playing those chips in a manner in which you're going to be pulling a little bit, at least of periods of time, from others. Like when you're young and you're in your career, and if you're trying to grind and get up the ladder, all of your chips are going to be played on work, less on relationships, less on friendships, and mostly on money and work. That's just how it plays out, and your time gets sucked up, so you have less time for hobbies. Like. Yeah. But that might shift in life. That sh- might shift. And some of your sh- chips are going to slide towards relationships with the means that you're either going to be focused on when you're in your 30s, you're focused on you know, your, your relationships with your wife and kids and your job still because you're still growing up. And then when you hit your 40s, you're golfing a little more. You have, have your hobbies that are coming into play. Your kids are a little more self-sufficient. Your job is starting to really hit a stride. You don't longer have to grind till eight o'clock at night, <laughs> and you know. So I mean, this pendulum it, it it moves, but it depends on where you are in life. So tell me about where you see yourself in five years' time. Someone just asked me this question the other day. That's funny. I can't remember who it was that asked me the question. Was Fa- me? Uh, I mean, five years' time. I still see myself in finance from a work standpoint. Uh, I still see Lauren and I living in. In Northwood, or excuse me, Northwood's our old house. Wow, I guess we're going back to the old house. Two houses ago. Yeah, technically it was two houses ago, but the one was for two months in the middle, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> but uh, still living up on Five Mile. Uh, obviously, the boys will be in school full time. I don't think Lauren will be working at that point. Uh, and uh, I see us having another venture of some kind. We're not certain what that is, but we're talking about it right now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So I don't know what the future holds, but whatever it holds, it, it is. It's exciting. I like that. I would say it's an adventure, man. Yeah. Try to see it positive even in the negative times. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years' time. I'm going to be pretty damn close to retirement. Yeah? Yeah. How old will you be in five years? About to turn 45. About to turn 45? Yeah. And what are you going to do if you retire? Find other fun stuff to do. And when I say fun stuff, I think people often mistake retirement for sitting on your ass, watching TV, reading the paper, and smoking a pipe. No, I'll have ventures, different things that I have that keep me busy, you know, little business ventures here and there. I won't retire at 45 either. I'm planning on doing it at 50. But at 45, I'll be able to see the finish line and be like, well, I could do it now. But so you got like 10 more years. Nah, if I make it 10 years, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I always say, like, from a planning standpoint, right? It's like once you become financially independent, like, the game changes a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't really need a paycheck anymore. Like, I can live off my but that's my assets, you know, if you live, you know, smart. To me, that's where you're going to know. You, you either love what you do or you don't. Oh, yeah. You figure it out right? pretty quick. And I feel like I love what I do. I feel like I'm moving in a, to a space that I'm going to be really, really excited about. And... 
you know, like I said, in five years' time, it's going to be like, well, I can. If I, if, I don't, if I wake up one day and this isn't for me, it's no skin off my nose to say, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I'll be financially I'm going to go free. bartend. Um, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> yeah. You'd open Stephen's Bar and bartend. Stephen's Tiki Bar. <laughs> Getting freaky at the Tiki. Freaky at the Tiki. Look at you. Yeah. That's a t-shirt right there. It is. It is. Um, it's from Crazy Shirts. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this might be a shorter episode. I thought we might talk for longer on it, but unless you've oh, got someone else you want to throw in. No. I, would, I mean, I always think it's good to take take a, a day, half a day, whatever it is, go uh, do a little introspective quiet time with yourself to determine if you're happy with <laughs> don't make it dirty. It? <laughs> don't make it dirty. But I usually do mine in the hot tub when I'm. Jeez, I'm never getting in the hot tub. <laughs> but it is. That's where I will go and have quiet time and think and look out and like process. Right. It's like take yourself to somewhere where you can remove some of the noise. Don't have your freaking cell phone on you or your stupid Apple Watch buzzing all the time. Like remove some of the distraction. Focus on like, am I on the trajectory that I want to be on? And if not. What should I change? And if I don't know what to change, at least acknowledging the fact that you're not, or maybe you are on this trajectory you want to be on, ask somebody if you're not, though. Like, ask a friend, be like, hey, I don't feel like I'm taking the right steps to put myself in the position that I want to be in. Like, seek out somebody who's done it. Seek out mentorship. Yeah. Like who, 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 what did you do? I feel like I'm doing this and this, and maybe it hasn't. And I've done that myself at times where it's like, you know, there's a period of time like I, I d- just don't feel like I'm on track. I feel like I'm this isn't working. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm failing. Like, man, you're doing exactly the things that you need to be doing in order to get to where you want to be. It just takes so much longer than you want it to. And I think giving yourself uh, the grace, right? Because that was something I didn't do as much. Like giving yourself. That's why I'm an advocate of it. Like give yourself grace and latitude, knowing that just keep putting positivity out there keep doing positive traits and positive actions and it's going to come back in time you just don't get to control the time yeah i think people often talk about karma right Mm -hmm. and it's like hey karma doesn't mean that you give somebody a dollar and you get ten dollars tomorrow it means that over time more good actions will benefit you in the long run yeah and you don't know necessarily what good actions lead to what results exactly but i also think living your life in that way leads to a happier life too mm-hmm. but yep cool well thank you guys for listening hopefully when we get all deep and philosophical like this it's not too much of a turn off um i think people i like think it. people enjoy it i hope I don't know. if you don't you can let us know you can rate and review and share and yeah. say, hey, listen to these jackasses getting all deep and philosophical. <laughs> or, hey, listen to these guys getting, or we'd still be jackasses. Listen to them getting all deep and philosophical. <laughs> this is good, or listen to this is bad. So <laughs> Listen, this is bad. Uh, or you could say listen to this. Hey, uh, publicity is publicity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But well, cool. yeah, so we're going to leave you guys at that. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.